0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Prelude to Positivity. My name is Tommy Girassi. Today, my guests are from a film that I was introduced to by a friend of mine named Blair, who's a musician, and his song is in the film. It's called When the Day When Today Ends, and it's available on Amazon and all streaming services right now. Um, so today with me, I have Michael Leone, who's the director and writer. I have Erica Katzen, who's a producer, and then we have Derek breezy who played james wade in the film welcome to the three of you how are you you and Well, oh thank you yeah, for having yeah, us on appreciate yeah. it no problem so i want to start off with the inspiration behind the making of the film what was it that actually moved you to make this kind of film
1: yeah i mean i think being on social media myself and hearing about all these stories and seeing kids taking their lives and when I found out you know hearing you know seeing articles and seeing different things about kids taking their lives and then I saw a video I saw two separate videos about uh, kids literally taking them taking their lives on social media directly we actually saw it and that just hit my core and I was like something has to be done about this so that kind of fueled the inspiration about like how do we not know this is going on I think since the movie's been released, so many people have been like, this is really happening. People don't understand that this is what's going on in the world right now, especially with teenagers. So I was like, I have to do it. I have to do something about this right now.
0: Cool. And then for Derek and for Erica, what drew you to the film? Was it the the concept of it or what was it that actually made it enticing for you?
2: Derek, do you want to go first?
3: (laughs) Sure, yeah. Um, For me, it was, I worked with Michael on his play Famous. Um, which was such a great opportunity and then he was gave me um, we talked a little bit and he heard a little bit of my story and uh, wrote me an actual part in the movie Um, so and I think that what was really important to me was going through bullying um, that this role was very important to me and I think this movie was also extremely important right now and in the future and it was very important to me and I, I, I can't thank Michael enough and Erica enough for giving me the opportunity to be a part of this great movie.
2: Yeah, and uh, for me, I've worked with Michael on uh, several projects and part of what draws me to his work are uh, multiple things, but everything he does has a message. It's something that he gets struck by in society, feels needs a voice, needs to be put out there, needs a magnifying glass on it. I find that to be extremely compelling in work. And everything he does artistically has a really innovative angle. The angle of this, you know, the way this was shot was really different from I think anything that's been out there so far. That was very appealing to me and just the general tone of all of his work.
0: Very good. And for the three of you also, do you hope that the mental health of teens and younger will be taken more seriously with films like this shedding the light on this topic? 100%
1: I think you know of course I always go through the nerves like will will this you know be receptive in the right way and and make sure it looks like we're not exploiting anything and I think the response from teens transgenders transgender community that this has helped them and it's helped people feel like they're not alone and that's kind of the purpose of this is as harsh as the movie is um you know ending that with that such a light that you know there is hope to this and there is change that can be made and I think that's what's important and i see so many kids struggling feeling this way and i hope that they can you know cuz you know the internet and social media can be harmful but it also can be helpful for people that are stuck alone or isolated to connect with each other online to strangers and to be there for one another and that's kind of the point of the film is that we all need to look at each other and, and hear and see each other
2: yeah and i think mental health in general for you know grown-ups as well it's yeah. such a taboo topic and people are so afraid to put themselves out there with it and I think part of the hope of this film is that people will see that it is something that is not only needs to be spoken about, but is okay. It does not make you weak to go, I'm hurting, I need help. Is someone out there to reach out? Like that is, that makes you stronger, not weaker.
1: Yeah, we had some moms like in their 60s and 70s that saw the film and now are volunteering with our local communities with, you know, teenage suicide and mental health. And I think that's the goal is like, not just to reach kids, but to reach parents because parents are- in the dark about what's going on on social media, and I think this has also awakened. We were really shocked by the response from the parents. You know, you know, adults from the '50s to '70s, even '80s, have seen the film and were like, "Wow, how can I help? What can I do to, you know, make sure this is out there?" Yeah, there needs to be a
3: conversation, and the message in this movie and the movie as a whole is I, is really starting this conversation. Um, people are really starting to talk about this whole bullying and um, online stuff because. You know, not just a few people are facing it. Everybody's facing it. So, yeah, there's a need to be a conversation.
1: Yeah, and I think it's the biggest message, right, is that we're all the same. You know, we might all go through different things, but at the end of the day, we're all the same, yep. and we all need to acknowledge one another.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned, Michael, that the film is a, has a little bit of darkness to it, and yeah. I noticed that it was very honest and it was open and doesn't hold anything back. But were there any reservations or worry about showing it in such a truthful way were are afraid that you can
1: hello Tommy
3: Oh Derek I hear you guys I I think you just cut out a little bit
1: oh, okay I can't hear him now can you hear him now I cannot
0: <laughs> uh oh Tommy yes oh there, oh, there you go cut out we you cut out Okay, I'm sorry. So I was saying, um, you the film is is very honest and very open. So there's some dark moments in it. Were you worried that the dark moments might be too dark, or might be taken the wrong way by certain groups, or might be taken the wrong way by people and turn them off to it, or maybe even cause protest a little? Yeah. Um,
1: you know, when I wrote this, I you know I'm writing from my soul and for my heart and for something that needs to be out there. So I didn't realize how dark it was. And when we're on set, I keep the set really light, as Derek knows, a lot of jokes, a lot of fun, because. We all know we're making the same story, but it's really important that we have light while we're making this. So it's not so heavy on the actors and heavy on the crew. And then when I get in the edit room, you know, I'm in my head about, is this even a good movie? Does the characters make sense? Do I even like this? Is anyone going to like this? You know, you go through that creative process. And then when we showed screenings of it is when you start to have, then you start going into, oh, how are people going to receive this? And at first, you know, I was definitely always insecure as an artist with my work, but I think that once I started people responding, I kept going, You know, I know my truth. I know that I did this for the right reason. So I have to honor that whenever I backlash, I get, you know, I'll get, and I think one of the, you know, we were definitely concerned about the transgender community is such a sensitive topic, but the outpouring of love from that community has been so inspiring for us and that, that we are portraying them accurately and that people need to hear their story and we need to see them as, you know, how important it is with what they're going through. So I think, yes, I was definitely a fear of it, but as I think, as we start to realize, you know, we're, we know we're all, we're all on the same team on this and everyone on the crew and the cast, we're, we're doing it for the right reasons and we have to honor that. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. And it, you know, it is, it is a rough topic and it is, it, it's really, you know, this film is not glorifying or, or um, trying to ride on the back of anything in any way, but it, it it's a harsh reality that's really happening. And I think we consciously, you know, made the choice to push the envelope as much as we could without being exploitative or, you know, pushing too hard. But it's definitely a harsh reality that's out there. And, you know, that's what we do is we want to shine lights.
0: Definitely. And again, for the three of you, what would you say to teens out there and kids out there who are struggling right now and are listening to us or have watched the film and have watched the film?
1: It's that oh. it, you're not a coward to admit that something's going on with you. It's actually takes strength to admit it. And I think that we need to reach out to people you trust. There is a hotline out there um, that um, is available. There's an app out there that you can talk to anyone at any time. You have to communicate how you feel. And do not be afraid to do that because we all, at the end of the day, we all want we want good for one another. And I think that we have to learn to connect, reach out, express how we're feeling, Except, especially to men. I think, you know, Derek. I'm not speaking for Derek, but I'll, you know, you can comment on this Derek, but like, you know, when I was talking to him about his story, he held a lot of that pain in. And until he was able to, to open that up and to say, Hey, this is what happened to me. And I heard him and not judged him. I was like, yes, that's not okay. That happened to you You need to share your story. I think the more that we talk about it, more we share our stories, that easier it is to, it kind of come to terms with what has happened with one another and, and to speak out and reach out to one another.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, like young men, they're always taught, you know, you got to be tough, strong. You can't show that emotion. Um, And, you know, it it is very important if you're going through something like this, kind of what I went through, you need to have someone to talk to. You need to talk to someone and that could be anybody. Um, And don't be afraid to speak up because tomorrow could be worse. You never know. And I think that um, just don't bottle it inside. Because that'll eat you alive for sure. And having Michael, Erica, and everybody there helped me a lot through this. And, you know, there are days where you kind of go into it and you kind of get a little down. But, you know, if you speak up and, you know, it wasn't about me, this movie. It's not about, you know, any of us. It's about them. It's about everybody else. It's about a message and that it's we're being a voice for everybody else. So I think that it's important just to talk about it. And, um, you know, I think this movie is. Very crucial today.
0: One of the topics in the movie was about how the school system handles things. So what do you all think that schools can do to better help these people, these young kids?
1: Listen, be open. You know, I, I have, I know people that are school counselors and teachers, and you would be surprised at how, judge, how much judgment they have for people's situations. I, don't, I do think people I'm not saying all of teachers or, or counselors are like that, but there are some that don't understand. And I think, you know, we were bullied in high school and this happened to us and whatever. It's like, well, it's such a sensitive topic now and, and things are so different now that, it, like I was saying, like bullying is not just happening like you get pushed into a locker. It's it's now broadcast all over social media around the world. So not only is bullying just happening in the school, it's happening after school, it's happening online, on, on, you know, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. And so I think it's, the 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 hurt and the pain is so big now versus just you know one isolated instance like oh I'm not going to go to school today because I don't want to get hurt by the bully well there's bullies everywhere I mean even uh, even what we're doing in the movie we released the trailer and you should see the comments that we get from people just bullying us you know and it's just like wow like you really need thick skin and I think that teachers and and people have to get clear with the times of what's happening now and what maybe worked five to ten years ago is not working now and we have to Keep advancing and growing with what is happening now and finding ways and things to communicate to kids that they're not alone and that we need to have we need to have compassion in general for everybody because we don't know what someone's going through and you know that's my take on i don't know Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you know with the, the physical bullying like michael was saying getting shoved in the locker
3: people see that um but it's the mental stuff too it's the mental bullying it's the it's the words that people don't see you don't see the mental torture that everyone's going through in their minds um, I think that's also really important to start to realize that people aren't just being physically bullied. They're
1: being mentally bullied as well. Yeah. Which is, you know, when I worked with homeless youth, they said the one thing that really hurt them the most uh, the sexual abuse and the physical abuse was the mental abuse. That's the stuff they can't shake. It's the thoughts that goes through, you know, one's head. And and I think it's also important And Derek, you can speak on this more is the coaches too, right? Because sometimes the tactic and coaching, you know, is kind of that aggressiveness, that male energy that is, you know, can feel like attacking or putting down someone. And I think coaches need to wake up to to it.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. They need to wake up to that as well. It's a lot of belittling, um, you know, being a high, um, you know, being at the high end of hockey, you know, coaches don't really care about your feelings, you know? And, right. you know, it, it is sometimes it's, I don't know, it's hard to kind of talk about. I've never been a coach, so it's hard to kind of put that aspect into it, but being a player, it is pretty hard when you do make a mistake it's like yeah i didn't try to do that you know so you don't need to bash me down sometimes
1: right
0: Um,
3: and sometimes coaches have got to realize that there is bullying within the team yeah it's a team like yeah it's like sometimes it can be considered family but you also got to take the role of making sure everyone feels happy and it feels you know safe absolutely
0: And you also mentioned that social media, there were people already making comments and you're being a little bit bullied there, but what has the response been overall for the film as far as what you've seen so far on social media? Because we get a, an immediate response now whenever we have any kind of project yeah. that goes up yeah. So what have you seen so far?
1: Um, it's like, It's gone from like, it almost goes in waves. It's like, there's a wave of like all this support, then there are waves of like, what is this? And this is bullshit, this didn't really happen. Um, I think we get a mix of different things. and um, But in general, it's been pretty good. I think there are some people find it really harsh. Some people find it like a horror film. Some people find it seems like, well, this is a lot of hope in this. So I think it's a mixture of emotions. and I think that's kind of, we don't set out to do that, but it kind of happens or like it brings up a lot of things in people. And I think you know, maybe some at one point maybe they were a bully and it's it's bringing that up for them or they were abused or they were hurt. And, you know, I think it brings up a lot of emotion. I think that's, you know, why the entire crew and cast, we all came together on this. And if it's 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 evoking some sort of emotion, positive or negative, I think we've done our job to help spread the message of, you know, this is really going on. And that's why we chose to do it in this documentary style way. So you could really see what a day in life and some of these kids are going through. But in general, pretty positive, Mm -hmm. which I'm lucky.
0: Yeah, I noticed too, because I found out about it through my friend Blair, whose song Young Again is in the film. Yeah, He he was promoting it. So I I started promoting it because I thought it was a good idea. But then when it came out, some people were saying they didn't watch the whole thing. They stopped at a certain point. And I was like, no, 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 you got to watch the whole thing because (laughs) you can't stop there. And so he was saying the same thing. We we both found ourselves having to urge people to just go back and re-give it another chance and, and go finish the whole thing because you can't just stop and assume that the message is what you think at that point totally yeah and thank god for social media because then those people wouldn't have had anyone to reach out to they might have just stopped and not gone back right right right, yeah
2: well and that's a really interesting thing, thing that's happened too like you know we talked about how people are commenting and there's a lot of opinions coming out and conversations are starting like you know people will say something negative like there was a commenter who felt that this was you know sort of not conveying the message properly and maybe this was this because of the graphic nature was in fact encouraging it and then an audience member someone who watched it i believe who was a teen started a conversation with this person and actually said i have had these experiences and this type of film is actually the answer to my issues it is not encouraging me as someone who has had this problem to do anything other than feel helped, feel hope, feel like there's a voice out there for me. So there's a really interesting conversation starting and people are, like you were saying, talking back and forth Yeah, Yeah, and about that's a good it.
1: point, it's really interesting. It's like, it's usually the people that are saying stuff that haven't gone mm-hmm. through it. So it's like, you know, we have a lot of people, oh, the transgender community is gonna come after you or <laughs> mental health people are gonna come after you. And it's like, well, why the mental health therapists and uh, psychiatrists reaching out to me saying, thank you for this. Right, and
2: the transgender and the community. the transgender community
1: is not so supportive of this. So it's usually the people that don't know what someone's going through, they're the ones that have the most issues. Like I experienced this in my homeless youth, homeless youth documentary, just like, oh, these kids aren't homeless. They're a bunch of drug addicts. I'm like, have you seen the movie? Do you know what these kids are going through? Um, so people just have a lot of judgment, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's, got, everyone's an opinion. got an opinion.
0: And what about you, Derek? Have you had any backlash from people or are you just getting positive stuff from people? Picture of both
3: uh i haven't got any really bad backlash i've always i've gotten really positive stuff saying you know this movie is so powerful it's so moving the message behind it is so important um and some like great job and all that kind of stuff but you know it's not about the accolades for me it's about the message behind it and it's about knowing that i was a part of something that is helping a lot of kids around the world a lot of people um so yeah all positive on here on my side and you know um again, you got to take those negatives and, you know, don't dwell on them because you know what, that's their opinion. And, um, don't let it affect you because you know, you did something powerful and, um, I'm happy with it. I am very excited for what's to come. So you know what, if you have a negative thing, you know, say it, but I'm not going to take it on. So yeah, definitely. The message of life. <laughs> yeah, message and li- yeah, and you know, Michael and Erica have really helped me, you know, come to that realization. So, thank you
0: guys. Mm. Yeah, and Michael, you mentioned your other film, which was American Street Kid, which I saw that as well. Oh, okay. Um, and so you. And, uh, then you have a film called Famous. So you don't pick films that are like Bambi, Disney movies. You're doing <laughs> really gritty and real life stuff that really needs like light shed on it more yeah. than anything else. So. Is that all, I assume that that's all purposeful for you. You're, you're specifically going out and taking on these topics because you think that it, they need light shed on them. So how yeah. is that process? How's the process for you?
1: Um, well, it's like my mother every morning. Can you do her man a man comedy? Can you <laughs> do something light? I can...
0: <laughs> um,
1: so um, I just, I don't know how not to. I just feel like, you know, I think when you find your purpose in life and my purpose is to shed light on topics and try to give a voice to people that feel voiceless, even though they're not. Um, and I just, I'm drawn to, to helping get, spread love and, and awaken audiences into something they may not have known about. Um, and then sometimes you, you know, I don't mean to disturb your life, but <laughs> I think it's important to wake up. We can't just keep numbing society and numbing, you know, what's really going on out there. We have to awaken. And, and to me, it's not about, you don't have to go volunteer. You don't have to do anything, but just have awareness. When you see a kid on the street, say hello. Know that there's a story, know that they're not there and, and be grateful for what you have. And I think we just must continue to spread love and, and joy to people and no matter what's going on in their lives.
0: Yeah, and American Street Kid was about the homeless youth specifically in LA or all over, all over in other cities too. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: it, I, I shot it in LA but it's from kids all over the country who, yeah. who come to LA for the weather and warm. <laughs>
0: and then Famous was basically about the experience of young Hollywood people who come there with a dream and think they're going to, everything's going to be roses and wonderful and it's going to be parties and after parties, but it was actually gritty, the gritty part of it and the real part of it, what people caught up in,
1: right? Yeah. When I, once I, you know, when I had heard stories about um, friends of mine and not really hundred percent situations I've been in, but a couple little things, but just hearing stories of what's happening to them, especially the men. And I think Derek was talking about that earlier is that men are, are ones who really hide this. That's why the Me Too movement was so important for women, but there also needs to be movement for men because men have gone through this as well. And I think it was extremely important to get that out there. And, and, and mainly like there's a you know, moment in the story where it's about you know, connecting to your inner child and connecting to, um, to forgive yourself and to forgive um, the pain that you've been through and why we're in situations that, you know, that we're in, 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 our, in our adult selves and really coming together in that one. That's really the message of Famous is you know, to forgive and to move through your pain and to reach out to your friends and again, get help.
0: Yeah, and I want to shift it a little bit because when I do the podcast, I usually do discuss mental health. So this was actually perfect for yeah. the topic. But I want to know specifically the three of you, how do you keep your own mental health in check?
2: I mean, I I I know I know personally, and I think obviously we learn this because we are people who, you know, are proponents of reaching out and putting messages out there. But I think, you know, we are lucky to have really solid core groups that we feel very comfortable with, that we feel safe with, that we can be upfront with and go, hey, I'm not feeling so great right now, or and see each other to go, hey, how are you? So I think we're lucky. And I hope that Derek feels this way too. That we're, you know, lucky enough to have really solid core groups that, you know, we know we're safe to reach out to, and that we see each other and are able to, you know, yeah, really talk to each other. I
1: and mean, I suffered a lot um, with panic attacks and anxiety and from my whole my whole life. And um, that that was a journey to kind of find out what what that was about and what I'm not dealing with. So I'm I'm almost like a detective in a past life. I had like to really <laughs> figure out what's going on. I don't numb really anything. I want to. Figure out how I can be better and what can help me. So I, I reach out to not only friends, but I work with a lot of different healers in different modalities in Los Angeles to learn whether it's meditation, qigong, um, healing sessions, reiki, um, spirituality. You know, really focusing on that. And I really you know, I, that's what when I deal with kids that are having depression and stuff, you got to find that something something other than yourself. You have to look within some sort of spirituality, whether it be religion for you or or. Buddhism or, or uh, meditation, whatever works, you have to find something that's going to help you get out. And ha- you need to have a toolbox to help you get out of things um, when situations arise in your life, because it's always going to think something's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to die, someone's going to go broke, uh, you're going to lose a job. You know, things are going to happen in your life, and you have to be able to have the tools to deal with those things and to be present with yourself. Um, it's really about just being present. You know, there's a line in American Street kid, like depression is the past and anxiety is the future. And we have to focus on right now, which is the present moment. I know it's easier said than done, but really focusing and reading books that inspire you, A New Earth, uh, How to Heal Your Life, Four Agreements, things that really help you build that toolbox.
2: Yeah. And in that also being okay with not always being okay. Yeah. Like we are not like the the standard of perfection that everyone kind of feels like they have to constantly be holding themselves to or others to is, is so it's like a myth and you know, it is okay to, to not, not be, be okay, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and and we all have to give <laughs> ourselves permission and each other permission to not be perfect all the time.
0: Yeah, definitely. How about you, Derek?
3: Yeah, Do I mean, know? I agree with pretty much everything. I just haven't done all that, you know, the spirituality stuff as much as Michael has, but, um. You know, having groups and I, my faith and having them as my family and um, having friends and family here at home as well, um, you know, having people that you can rely on is really important. Um, also, you know, um, being outside and just exercising, that's really yeah. important as well. So, I mean, you just don't sit inside. And sometimes what I do is whenever I get a bad thought in my mind, I try to say, get out, push it out, get out of my head. Um, that always helps me too. So I don't think about it as much. Cause if I think about it, then I'm going to dwell on it. And then I'm going to go into this whole spiral of, of emotion that I don't want to be
1: in. So that's a really good point, Derek. And that's things I always say to people, move the energy. Yeah. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling, get up, walk, move, punching bag, punch your pillow, just get the energy out because it's it's mainly what I always say, every thought you think is not yours. something from somebody else that you've heard. So really, until you get to that core stillness and silence is really, you get to hear your own thoughts because we're just, we're just thinking all these things that everyone else has told us. We don't even know our own thoughts. That's what most people that are going through that don't even know their own thoughts. And that's sad. And I think that that's, thank you for doing this podcast and being an advocate for mental health, because the more we talk about it, the more we spread this, you know, this message around to people is very important.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I also want to know specifically last year, it was such a rough year for all of us. How did each of you find the positive in all that we were going through last year? Uh,
1: <laughs> the first part. <laughs> that's, I, that's, a, that's a hard question for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being honest. I was in a lot of fear at the beginning, um, obsessed with the news, obsessed with this and that. And I oh God, you know, so I was definitely in a lot of fear. And then what it made me do is kind of re-examine myself. And I think that I had to cause I'm a workaholic. So I'm constantly working and it made me stop and go, okay, what do I need to do to upgrade myself and to change things about myself that I really, so it really had me go in and look at that. But again, having friends mm-hmm. and family around me that I could connect to, but even if you don't, there's always a friend out there. And I keep saying that there's always someone out there that wants to, that wants to connect with you. So just, you got to do the reach out, but then, and then just dive into my creativity. And I think that, you know, I think we are created to create. So I think if it's, I think we're all here to create something. And I think that, um, so I dove into my writing and luckily I had some two movies in post that I had to keep working on, which was very difficult in Zoom. (laughs) But um, I think it's really important to create um, in any any shape, whether it's drawing, writing, Whatever it is, yeah,
2: just to keep your, you know, your heart pumping and your passion yeah. alive, and yeah, and you know, I too, I'm lucky to live with people, so I didn't quite have to face the, you know, solitude element, and I too had, you know, films and posts, so I had things to work on, which was very, very fortunate, because I definitely know some people who, who live alone, you know, who were kind of in between things, and it, it was, you know. Challenging, and it, it is about reaching out and, and forging, you know, forging the connections that are there, even though they may not be in person at the moment. Yeah,
3: yeah. For me, like I was terrified. Um, Michael and I, Michael and I are quite similar on those kind of aspects where we. You know, like, 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 the world's ending.
1: World's yeah. ending. Kirk.
3: Yeah, we're kind of psychos. Um, but uh, <laughs> you would call each other and be like, "So, what's wrong over there?" <laughs> but uh, you know, just having that good laugh sometimes really helped. Um, laughing's
1: everything right yeah
3: yeah, I mean yeah laughing is the best um but um for me I was in school so that kind of kept me busy um yeah that's pretty much all I did because pretty much everything else was shut down but school really kept me busy for sure so
1: what about you
0: Tommy what did you do I started a podcast (laughs) (laughs) amazing well done perfect and because I needed the outlet. I used to, I was doing red carpet stuff and I was doing in-person oh. events and then there were no in-person events and I didn't have anybody to interview in person. So I thought I'll bring my celebrity friends on here, but it grew into the mental health space because so many of us were talking about like in the entertainment field, we all didn't know what our jobs were going to be anymore. We didn't right. know at, at the end of this, what's going to happen. Will there be anything? So it it was like just this double-edged thing it Was health matters, but then also future and passion and well what are we going to do if we can't do our passion so it started really quickly being about mental health and then I was invited to join clubhouse which is an app a voice app and I was invited to all these mental health groups on there men's mental health groups and so I've been speaking there a few days a week it's still at this point I'm doing it and it just grew into this whole mental health thing for me so it's really what I threw myself into
1: during that That's beautiful so doing through this you thing. found another outlet for you to do of another part of your purpose for being here which is beautiful
0: yeah and like i also can't wait to integrate it back into the entertainment part that i was doing because i feel like that mix is perfect so yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i think
3: that's when you kind of go off that i think that's really important for people you know how you found different doors different paths that's for someone who can talk to someone you never know what that first conversation can lead to so i think that people listening to this can also kind of say he found different ways to, you know, make his life the way he wanted. And he found work and all that kind of great stuff. And I think people can do that as well with mental awareness that, Hey, if I talk to someone, you never know where that can lead to. So. Yeah. Well, thank you
1: for doing that.
0: Yeah. I, thank you. No, it's, it's my service. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And um, I want to know from the three of you, what are you each most passionate about? Uh, For me, helping others. That's where I'm most passionate
3: about. Um, I love making people laugh. I love making people smile. Um, So I think that's what I'm most passionate about, for sure. So,
1: Um, Helping, yeah, I would say the same and um, bringing art to the world um, and giving people an opportunity to um, see something that they might not have known about or or waking people up. And just it's just what drives me every day is to create art that's going to help change the world even if it's one person. Yep.
2: Yeah, I would agree with definitely with making this very specifically like this very creative, very powerful art. And I'm also very passionate about the people that are, I'm close to the people that I love that are important, you know, in my life, both creatively and uh, independently. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. Um, so for the three of you also, what is the most fulfilling part of what you do? Um, um hmm. I think
1: I think um knowing that that a collaboration of people come together to create something that's making change. Um, watching someone heal parts of themselves that they thought were unhealable. Um, those are what's, you know, especially as a director, I love working with actors and and in documentaries, working with subjects that um that they, you know, they come in a certain way. And at the end, we we get together find the healing and and pain. And and I always believe a part chooses you as an actor. So I feel like there when an actor agrees to do something, there's something in them that needs to be healed through this character. Um, and I think watching that evolve and and watching all ours, even down to a PA on set, seeing a moment and like, wow, that really watch I remember one time on set, they saw Derek go through this moment. And he goes, "Oh my God, I, I felt that way, and thank you for this. And those are the reasons why we do it. is it's not for the reviews and the accolades and the validation, which we all need, right? Um, it's 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 really down to your heart and soul of why we're here and what we're here to spread, you know, love and light to each other." Yeah, one hundred percent agree
3: with that. I think it's seeing people who, you know, are able to grow from something that they thought they could never. So I mean, just seeing people um happy and smiling and all that kind of stuff is so fulfilling to me so I think that's what I you know am very happy about doing this kind of work.
2: Yeah I would agree it's definitely like being on set part of it is watching watching the vision happen with all of this collaboration all of the these artists bringing these pieces to the puzzle and it's also really fulfilling when it's finally done and you see that it is in fact reaching people when, you know, when people do go, wow, wow, this, this is so my life, you know, when people give a response that you're like, oh, whew, Thank God it's, it people are getting it. it. It's reaching people, people are feeling it. Like that's very fulfilling when, you know, you do this ar- arduous work that filmmaking can be.
0: What about you? Uh, for me, it's always about leaving somebody feeling better than they did when they came, because yeah. I don't want anybody ever to go to walk away from me, not feeling better and also uh, i'm really passionate about my friends and their creativity so
1: mm.
0: I, I tend to jump in on projects too where i'll produce something for somebody like a musician friend of mine i've done videos with him um, there was a tv show on netflix called eastiders that i jumped in as a producer so if i see people that are really talented really passionate i want to help them if i can i want to help them to get there and also i'm just a person who holds space for people so i like to hold space My friends can call and they know they can call and I'll meet with them if I can um, and just be there. And if they don't want advice and they just want to talk and not have anybody give them an opinion, I'm learning how to do that more and more. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning that not everybody wants an opinion when they spill to you and that's okay. You don't have to have an opinion. You don't have to have a solution. You just have to listen and you just have to hold that space in the best way that you can. That's all you can do.
1: That's a really, that's a really good lesson because I think, and I, that's something I struggle with is oh, I want to fix it. I want to have it have a solution for something, but you're right. It's sometimes it's just being there and letting them get it out. And sometimes they feel better than you would if you gave them a solution. Cause sometimes I think they need to find it within themselves and sometimes just getting it out helps them find it within themselves. That's a really good lesson. So thank you for reminding me of that
0: today. Absolutely. And sometimes just, they just want to have a shoulder and it's okay yeah. that you cry with them for a little while. And if you have the emotion come over you, you both be sitting there crying and you're going to feel kind of silly but at the end of it if you both feel better or if at least one of you feel better then it's worth yeah. it yeah no you're right 100 so we mentioned last year being so horrible but <laughs> uh, for some people it was actually there were some good things that came out of it so what did you each learn about yourselves last year when you were kind of forced to be a little bit in solitude not working as much
1: for me it's just that um you know, when you're working all the time and you're constantly creating, you know, you feel good and all that stuff. And I think when you take that break, um, there is still fear that I'm battling and 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 childhood stuff that I had to come to the surface of going, okay, I can't keep going. You know, it's, it's awarenesses that I didn't think I that I, would, I was still dealing with. So the stuff came up. I was like, oh, this is something that hasn't been healed yet. So it's been quite traumatic for me to go through that pain because as you're going through that, you have to really dive into it and not run from it. And kind of the best way, I saw something on Instagram that was really powerful. It's like charging towards it and and attacking what you fear. Um, so that's really it for me is 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 looking at some of the fears that I still have in my life that I had to really examine so I could be an even better person and create even better art to help an, another. That's really for me.
2: Yeah. I think in a similar way, I, I also, you know, it kind of this time, even though you know some people are in solitude together, it has sort of forced a lot of inward reflection, which you know for me kind of made me be like, oh, I gotta get some stuff I gotta wear. Well, oh, that's a, that's I'm not little, as grounded as, as I thought. I right. That that's a sharp edge. Maybe I should round that out. So you know, it's just like it's caused self reflection that ideally you know pushes in in a growth way to like just help me make myself a stronger, better person for myself and for the world and the people around me
3: yeah hopefully Uh, for me I uh I grew more aware which could be a double-edged sword (laughs) I'm more aware of pretty much everything now and everything I touch I'm like well that could have something on there um but also I kind of grew up more independent which is also very important to me um so yeah uh, those are the two things that I really grew out of you know last year
0: that's Those sound like important ones. Those sounds like heavy, heavy ones. Um, And also on the other side of it, what is it that you hope that we've all learned in the, in that time last year that we can keep with us as we go forward, rather than forgetting it so soon as everything starts opening up and we're moving towards whatever normal is going to be, what are some things you hope we hold on to from last year?
1: I really hope that we hold on to how important it is to connect with each other. Um, because when you've taken that away or you can't see your friends it's like really being in gratitude every time you get to see somebody or 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 um, you know have a friend over or or just having these you you take that for granted you know you take that oh I can just have someone over or I could go here but I think it's really important about connection is that how important it really is to connect with one another um, and to me i think that's the biggest thing i think is is about connection mm-hmm. with one another
2: yeah and i think on top of that like really on a global i think on a global scale and a social scale i really hope that people start to see each other more and see the reflection of self in each other you know this year has put a magnifying glass on a lot of um you know, what What people find different in society and a lot of the, you know, the challenges that, you know, the racial elements that have come into play yeah. and, and just all of this really hateful anger. And it's been this like void of people kind of seeing the difference in people rather than seeing the same in each other. And I think, I hope that doesn't slip away, yeah. you know, that that awareness. And
1: Erica, Erica and I lost two of our really, two of our best friends this year. Not to COVID for different things, and it's like life is short Mm -hmm. and
0: and, precious, and
1: precious, and to really um, honor those connections and relationships with people that you care about because life happens very quickly. (laughs) It just goes really quickly, you know.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I just think don't take anything for granted, like they said, and then you know, stop hating each other. Okay, Mm -hmm. we all we all have our issues. Um, You know, you never know what someone's going through, so by making their life harder. You never know what's going to happen
0: from there. So, yeah. Yeah. And then where can we find you and the film online in case people want to follow you guys?
1: Um, I'm Michael Leone 1111. Um, that's my Instagram. Um, Erica. I'm
2: Erica Katzen on Instagram, on everything Erica Katzen.
1: <laughs> I'm Derek Breezy
3: on Instagram. That's pretty much all I got. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and the film film is everywhere right now. It's on all platforms, it's on demand, it's on satellite.
0: Go check it out. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend it, and I'm hoping that they show it in schools, actually, because I think it is something that should be seen with adults, because this way, if there's questions, if there's things that need to be handled, you handle it right after you see the film. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, 100%. And then I usually ask people, if you were writing a book about your life, what would this chapter you're in right now be called?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: a good question. Wow. Oh God, I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> uh, as I'm refi- it'd be more like, right, right, like face your fear and trust, um, trust. Trust your collaboration with your higher self. Hmm. deep
2: uh I think I'm (laughs) this just came to me I think something like I thought I knew but now I know I just don't know as much as I thought I knew
3: (laughs) (laughs) well uh I yeah I don't uh uh that is so hard I don't know I could get back to you but like i chapter three (laughs) i love here's one of my sayings i live my life by is michael's dare to be bad you know nothing's going to be perfect so you just live your life because you know what you're never going to be perfect and just let your mistakes you know let them fly you know just don't be perfect who cares
1: but what are are mistakes right like yeah there are no such things like let them fly actually that's a good one
3: let them fly right yeah so I don't know. I that's a great question. i I need to think about that. So what about, about you, Tommy? <laughs> yeah. What about
0: you? Mine would be called transformation because of all the things I went through in the past year. Um, also, I lost thirty pounds last year, so I was doing. like I, I called it my quarantine up, where I was just tuning up everything. I, <laughs> I, just, I
3: like that. Congratulations. I was doing
0: like mental things, like taking courses all year, and I was doing physical things. So I felt like I was just tuning everything up, and I did a bunch of spiritual journeys with different spiritual coaches and teachers that I know. And it was just like, everything was being tuned way up.
1: That's beautiful. That's
0: awesome. Same. (laughs) (laughs) And what is one thing that you absolutely cannot live without? Mm. Family.
2: Yeah. My community, my, my, my chosen family.
0: Yeah. People that I love. Yeah. And what's one thing you wish we could all live without? Validation. Intolerance. Uh, Hatred. Or like live without, like we don't want it. Yeah, that we just should live without ever having to see it again or deal with it again. Hatred, 100%. Love, We need love. And then- What about you? Oh, I wish that we could live honestly without money because I think if we didn't have Mm -hmm. to chase money all the time, we would have so much more of a life. We yeah. it so much and put so much importance on making it. And what in the hell is it anyway? It's just a, it's paper that we get things with. It's like ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Our spiritual counselor once told me money is energy. And once I really got that, I was like, it's just energy.
0: That's it. That's all it is. Yep. And then lastly, since we live in this social media driven world, if you had to describe yourself in three hashtags, what three hashtags best describe you? God. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh. no, Derek should be good at this because he's younger. He be oh, younger. I, I'm so bad at social media.
1: Oh, Lord. Derek's like an old man on social media. I
3: am. Um, here's one <laughs> like, I'm weird. So hashtag weird. I, I like being weird for sure. Um, hashtag loving. Hashtag um, smiley.
1: <laughs> I like that. Um, hashtag create.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Hashtag no fear. Hashtag. Hashtag create Create fear fear and love.
2: Yeah, I'm stealing yours. Those are good. (laughs) I want those to be my hashtags. I don't know that they are, but I want them to be.
1: And
0: then as a bonus one, if you had to describe the film in just three hashtags that you were gonna attach to it, what three words or hashtags would you use to describe the film to best sum it up?
1: We are one, love, stop bullying. Yeah, and care.
0: Okay.
3: Those are great. Uh, hashtag crucial. Um, hashtag start the conversation. I think that's good
1: How would you describe your podcast in three
0: hashtags? <laughs> I would describe it as positive. I would describe it as thought provoking and I would describe it as a safe space.
2: Mm, I like that. That's good.
0: I want to thank you all for being here today and it, it was wonderful but the first time i've had multiple people so that was kind of, that was cool awesome <laughs> well nice. thank you for having yeah it, thank really. you so much
1: and thank you for doing what you're doing yeah.
0: and really- i just want to remind everybody to catch uh to catch when today ends the movie on amazon streaming platform. look for it everywhere because it's an important film and i think if you have tweens teens even younger watch it with them and have a discussion because every this sparks so much discussion, and you don't want to leave the opportunity for a good discussion, right? So, take that time to watch it. It's not that long. Go through it. Take the questions from the kids at the same. Maybe if you have a few kids, do it at the same time. But I definitely recommend it for sure. And thank you all for being here today. Thank you thank so you. much for having us. And I hope to talk to you again soon on your next project.
1: I would love that. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much. All right, have a Bye, day. guys.
0: Bye.